band KFNS, 105.7 HD2 FM, and InsideSTL.com. A hot day deserves a cold beer, and Boulevard Brewing Company's Ginger Lemon Rattler is the perfect way to chill out. Tangy lemon and a hint of spicy ginger make it easy drinking and totally refreshing. So whether you're having fun in the sun or staying in, reach for a Rattler and make that moment even better. Boulevard Ginger Lemon Rattler, the beer with extra zing from our friends at Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. We are in the Boulevard Brewing Company sports segment here on the Mole Hole. And from that 590 show, I'm calling it the 12-hour crossover. (laughs) Matt Berger joins. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Randy. How are you? Good, man. Hey, I was listening to your show last night. Um... Uh, and you were talking NBA, and I thought, you know, I got to have someone on the show that at least pays attention more than I do to the NBA and is going to follow this NBA draft, because I do want to talk about it, and I want to have someone who knows what they're talking about, so I appreciate you calling in this morning. Oh, you're welcome. I'm usually up at this time anyway, so no problem. That's the first time I've heard that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, First of all, uh, let's talk Jason Tatum. I mentioned him at the top of the show. I mean, how awesome is it? This local kid is now getting, he's going to play in the Boston garden. Yeah. Jason just could not be happier for, uh, for Jason Tatum, uh, Boston, they need scoring punch and they have Isaiah Thomas who is their best scorer. But in the NBA, if your best scorer is like five, eight, that doesn't always bode well for you. So Jason Tatum's really going to give them some scoring punch. Um, they are still probably going to try to land Gordon Hayward out of Utah to uh, try to get him as a free agent to co- have him come over and play for Boston. But for Jason Tatum, just, just overly excited for him. Now, there was some speculation about a trade that Jason Tatum would be going to Indiana and the Boston Celtics would be getting Paul George. I think that was a lot of rumor last night. Doesn't mean that the trade still couldn't happen, but as of right now, Jason Tatum is a Celtic, and it's a great landing spot for him. I mean, I, it, I couldn't. So I, I watched him play a ton in high school, as did a lot of people around town. And man, it's just so cool to he's gonna he's gonna be in the Boston Garden. I mean, that is. I mean, it's just you, you look at it from a big picture like that. It's just phenomenal. Uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, go ahead. 200 pounds. He's yeah. a he, he's a good uh, he's a good defender. He's not a great shooter. That's the only problem. He can score, but he's more of a you know get to the basket and finish at the rim type scorer as opposed to just a great shooter. He only shoots about 45 percent from the field uh, and about 34 from or yeah about 34 from um, from three point. So he's not a great shooter, but he's a he's a good scorer. And in the NBA, sometimes you know if you can have shooters that will stretch the floor he could be the scorer that gets to the basket uh looking at the draft looking at the first uh uh around anything strike you anything that uh anything you looked at and thought that uh a cup a team may have gotten a steal or uh or were the, or were there a couple of duds what, what was your overall feeling in the first round there well uh josh jackson uh josh jackson going to phoenix is just such a great move for the Phoenix Suns. When you look at their young core, you have Josh Jackson, who, uh, Josh Jackson, who's twenty. Devin Booker is twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bender is nineteen. Marquise Chris is nineteen. I mean, who's going to buy beer for this team when they're on the road? <laughs> I have no idea. But uh, the Suns—they have such a young core. And here's what you know: the, what the Phoenix Suns are doing, and what the Philadelphia 76ers are doing. They know that right now in the West. Can they beat Golden State? No. In the East, can you beat Cleveland? No. But what you have to do is just put together the young core 
have them develop, have them continue to grow, and then wait for the, for the windows to close on both those teams so whenever they are older or whenever those teams do fall apart, you're ascending to the top. You know, when I saw Markel Fultz go number one to the Sixers, they're teaming him up with Ben Simmons. What My, my thought was, once again, another pick from Washington in the first round from the University of Washington. And my first thought was, man, Lorenzo Romar has had underachieved there. Big time. When you look at some of the great talent that uh, you just said that Lorenzo Romar has had at, uh, at UW, and why they haven't, you know, I mean, they didn't even make the tournament last year. And that's the kind of the funny thing, too, with Philadelphia. Yeah, they got Markel Fultz. He played for Washington, and they didn't have a very good season. The year before, they had a number one pick. They took Ben Simmons, who went to LSU, and they didn't have a very good season. So it, it's kind of weird to see these top, you know, back-to-back picks who, you know, came from unsuccessful teams, college teams. It, it's something that we really haven't seen before. But, but sticking with Philadelphia, when you look at them, they have Mark Elfels, they have Ben Simmons, they have Joel Embiid, they have a Mick Elkafor. They got such a great young core, too, that this could be a team to really watch going forward. They have Brett, uh, Brett Brown as their head coach who's coming from. He's part of that San Antonio uh, you know, coaching tree, I guess you could say. So that they, San Antonio, a pretty good basketball organization. They're the St. Louis Cardinals of the NBA. So anytime you can get somebody from them to, to uh, coach your team, that's usually something good. So very excited for Philadelphia, very excited for Phoenix. Matt Berger from That 590 Show right here on 590 The Fan, KFNS, 6 to 8 p.m. every weekday uh, night. Uh, except has, Wednesday. Except Wednesday. Except Wednesday. Except Wednesday. Wednesday we, we make way for uh, Andy Strickland. Oh, that's right. The Blue Show. Yeah, that's right. So so Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, there you go. There you go. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, too, so uh, the Bulls trade Jimmy Butler. Um, yeah. Thoughts on that trade? What are the what? You know, the, I was listening to the Blues GM or the Bulls GM on my way in this morning, and they had some quotes from him, and he was talking about you know this is you know we're building a certain way and we're excited and I mean, do you see what they're doing? Do you see the direction? There? No, I don't. I, I'm I'm glad someone in Chicago was excited because <laughs> I mean yesterday it was yesterday was strange. The morning you felt bad for Knicks fans because you had no idea what Phil Jackson was doing trying to trade. Uh, Christoph Porzingis saying that, well, we need a player that we can build around, and Porzingis is 22 years old. So you're wondering what Phil Jackson's doing. At the end of the night, you end up feeling worse for the Chicago Bulls. Uh, I mean, they trade Jimmy Butler in the number 16 pick for Minnesota. Yeah, they get Chris Dunn, who who's a second-year player. I mean, you know, had a great year at Providence. Um, and then Zach Levine, who is he's a good scorer. I mean, I think most people know Zach Levine from winning uh, back-to-back slam dunk titles. But the pick they got... Uh, Lori Markinen out of Arizona. Now, he is kind of like a Dirk Nowitzki, uh, Kevin Durant type where he's seven feet tall, and he can shoot the ball. There's no question about that. I mean, you put him out there on the floor, and he's going to shoot the lights out. But for someone who's seven feet tall, he really doesn't rebound. He really doesn't block shots. And now the thing with Chicago and what they're going to do, possibly, Dwayne Wade is saying that he's going to opt in for $24 million. Some people are saying that he's probably going to get bought out and become a free agent. And now they're saying they may do the same thing with Rajon Rondo, too. So they're trying to go young, and they have, I guess, Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, and uh, Mark and to build around. But I don't know if that's going to compete with what's going on in Milwaukee and what's going on in Philadelphia and what's going on in Boston. Good luck, Chicago. 
other than some of the big names and the big markets, what what anything else strike you that uh, some of these maybe uh, smaller uh, mid market teams? Uh, any you just mentioned Milwaukee. Were you impressed with any of the picks from some of the other teams that we could talk about? Other than the top the the, the top teams or the top five picks. Malik Monk going to Charlotte. That's a great pick for Charlotte too. I mean, yeah, he Miami sort of dropped fan. down the board, right? Didn't he drop? Yeah, he he dropped quite a bit and. When I saw, like, my team was the Miami Heat. They were sitting at number 14, and I saw Malik Monk. I'm like, oh, man, keep dropping, keep dropping. Ended up going to Charlotte at number 11 overall. They got themselves a great shooting guard. So that, that's great for them. Um, but other than that, I mean, there was pretty much just a lot of chalk. Zach Collins going to Sacramento, that's a pretty good pick. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there was so much intrigue going into this NBA draft about trades and who was going to move and there really were other than Chicago going kind of going brain dead and doing something completely stupid. There wasn't a whole lot of really, you know, jaw dropping moments last night. TJ Leaf going to uh, UCLA. They're going to love him or from, from UCLA going to Indiana. They're going to love him there. Um, but nothing that was really kind of, you know, really making you scratch your head other than Chicago. The kid from Indiana, and I'm going to butcher his last name. OG, say it for me. Oh, the the kid, uh, (laughs) Ananobi. OG on a boobay. Yeah, I I knew I'd I knew I'd butcher it. Anyway, uh, what struck me about that pick? So he goes 23, and uh, uh, the kid from uh, who went to school in Indiana. That marked eight straight kids from the state of Missouri that have been drafted in the top two rounds of the NBA draft that didn't go to Missouri. And well, I think uh, that's, that's going to change next year. Yeah, You're right, it is. And so uh, when I saw that pick and I saw that stat, I was like, you know, things are looking up for uh, uh, Mizzou. Absolutely. That's the thing that Conzo Martin really needs to do at Mizzou is basically close the borders and make sure that the kids like, uh, that, you know, like David Lee and Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal, that they don't go out of state and like you know it, it's kind of hard if you're a basketball player to say no to duke or at the time right. say no to florida right you know when billy donovan's going down there and he's winning back-to-back titles but Conzo martin what he needs to do is close the borders and keep those and keep those uh, homegrown talent here that's matt berger joining me here this morning in the boulevard brewing company sports segment he hosts that 590 show monday and tuesday thursday and friday six to eight and uh, if you haven't checked out a show, please do. What do you What do you have? Uh, oh wait, before we get before I get to that, uh, I you guys talk a lot of Cardinals and uh, on your show. And I was just saying earlier that um, I, I'm sick and tired of people saying that the Cardinals have to sell, 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 and not buy because there isn't there is an inherent belief that if you're buying, it means you're renting to try to make the playoffs, and that's not the case. The Cardinals can buy and sell. I think they're in a great spot, don't you? Oh, you're feeling nope. a lot better about the you're feeling a lot better about the Cardinals than I am. I think that they really need to get some some better uh, better younger players into this organization. And I think that you're going to see if if things are staying the same and they're still going to be in contention. No, they're they're never going to wave the white flag and surrender and just start shipping out players. But um, I'm of the opinion that I don't want to kind of like hang around like a stale fart and just barely make the playoffs. I want to be good for years and years and years on end, and I'm not sure what this Cardinals team right now. I'm seeing anything that's going to make me, you know, think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, Randall Grichik, he's 
Randall Grisha kind of bottomed out. Uh, Stephen Biscotti, you keep waiting for him to ascend. Jed Jerko, he's having a good year, but is this real or is this fake? I mean, they have a lot of great talent in the minor league system, but uh, I don't know. I think at the trading deadline, I think I would start looking to move a lot of assets. So I so that was that was uh, I probably should have been more clear. My my point is when I say buy, I don't mean I'm talking about buy young, try to go get young power. I oh, mean, I, I got you. Okay, yeah, you know what absolutely. I mean. Like I feel like you could you could pat. I mean, wh- what what do we have a surplus of now in the minor leagues? Pitching, a lot of good young pitching. We also have Martinez and, and say that again. And outfielders. Yeah. So if you packaged a couple of those guys, or a few of those guys, you're going to have to package a few of them for sure, three, four, five guys perhaps, to go get your your big-time young sluggers. You, you also have to have another team that plays ball. Don't get me wrong. But my point is is I think they're poised to, to, to purge from the minor league system, take that surplus, go get some young power that's already either – at the big leagues or close to the big leagues, and at the same time, flip some of these guys on the major league roster and then replenish your farm with Lance Lynn or perhaps Rosenthal or O. Uh, I hate to say it, maybe even Matt Carpenter. I mean, I think there's a lot of things they can do this year, being that even if they back into the playoffs, they're not going to go far. No. And so when you look at it, you say they have a ton of surplus in the minors at certain positions. They could go out make a, a a big move or try to make a big move for some young power and at the same time get some minor league guys back for some of their major league guys. Yeah, I agree. Like the, the, All those names that you just mentioned are all names that I would, if I'm the Cardinals, I would look to try to move and try to maximize as much as you can. Um, we had J.J. Bailey from KMOV.com on last night, and he, made a, he brought up a great point. I said that there's nobody in the Cardinals lineup that's keeping any of the pitchers up at night, any of the opposing pitchers up at night. No. And he said something about like how the Cardinals don't have that one guy in the lineup. We'd be like, okay, if, if we can get to that guy in the lineup, we got a shot. He, he brought up the game in, uh, in 2005 when Albert Pujols hit that home run off Brad Lish and right. still hasn't landed yet. And it was kind of like, hey, you know, if, if this guy could get on, and then if this guy could get on and we can get the Pujols, then we have a chance of winning the game. The Cardinals don't have really anybody like that in their lineup. We were like, you know what, I, man, if we can just get to, you know, player X in this lineup, we got a shot. And, and there's no one like that on the way either. No, there there really isn't. Uh, I mean, there is there going to be maybe there's going to be one Cardinal making the All Star game this year, and that's going to be Carlos Martinez. I don't see anybody else making it, and that, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just feel I just feel like in a season where they have sort of bottomed out. They're not very good. They're fundamentally awful. They don't they don't make the regular they don't make standard plays on defense. They throw to the wrong base all the time. They don't uh hit with runners in scoring position. It's it's a it's a tough product to watch because they make a lot of mistakes. And if you wanna if you wanna make some noise and 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 change up the roster, this is a great year to do it because you could sell current major leaguers and you could offer up some of your minor leaguers to go get young power if 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 you choose to do that. I just think from that perspective, I do think they're in a pretty good spot if they want to just throw caution to the wind and, and start wheeling and dealing. And that's one thing that the Cardinals never really do, though. They're I so know. cautious, and I sometimes it's just, it's just frustratingly cautious, too. Uh, and yeah. But that, that's kind of been to their benefit. It's kind of hard to argue against the success the franchise has had over the past, you know, dec- several decades. But, you know, just once in a while, you're kind of like, 
it's, it's kind of like looking at somebody who has, you know, all this money in their pocket, but they're still going to Aldi's instead of going to Whole Foods. And every <laughs> once in a while, you're like, you know what? Let's just throw caution to the wind and just see what happens. <laughs> That's funny. I, I look, and I agree with you, but the the only thing I'll say is when we say the Cardinals have never really done that, the Cardinals over the last, what, 15 years have never been in a they, they Their worst record in the since 2000, I think, two is 86 and 76. I th- or or seventy six and something. I think they finished under five hundred once in the last fifteen years, and that's so they've never really been in a position where they can throw caution to the wind. So I wonder if maybe Mo just says, you know what, this is it. This is the year. I don't know. I don't know. And I think he's got a lot of uh, you know cachet too, to where if he does something like that, and I think I think for the most part, Carl Nation would be like, finally, Mo was doing what we wanted him to do. And if it doesn't work out, they can't really come back at him and go, well, you moron, you shouldn't have done that when they were all clamoring for him to do it. That's right. That's Matt Berger joining me here, uh, the Boulevard Brewing Company sports segment. Uh, Matt, what do you got? What's uh, what's on tap for your show tonight? Six to eight right here on 590 The Fan, KFNS 105.7 HD2, inside STL.com. At 620, we're going to have Nick Hand from uh, STLSportsPage.com to talk about the Blues and their draft. The NHL draft starts tonight. And then at 6.40, we will have Shane Young from bballbreakdown.com to break down the draft. Last night, 7 o'clock Friday, this is when all the movies come out, so uh, Kevin Brackett from realspoilers.com will be on at 7 o'clock to tell us what's, uh, what's going to be the, the latest releases in the movie theaters. That's Matt Berger. Matt, uh, uh, I enjoy listening to your show. I'm, thank you for coming on this morning. I appreciate it. I, every so often, uh, I said at the top, there's a, a few uh, sports where I just, uh, look, I'm, I'm a casual fan and I don't know a ton about, so I want to try to get some expertise in, and so I appreciate you waking up and calling in this morning. Thank you. Well, I'm flattered you consider me an expert anytime. <laughs> All right, Matt, I appreciate it. Yep, have a good day. Yep, thanks, buddy. Matt Berger, check out his show Monday and Tuesday, Thursday and Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on this station, 590 The Fan Kef He's an easy listen. He's got uh, great opinions. Um, easy to root for. Good show, good show. Make sure you check it out. That 590 show, 6 to 8, Monday and Tuesday and Thursday and Friday. You've been listening to the Boulevard Brewing Company sports segment. And summer is here, everybody. You, you know that by now. Whether you spend it at the lake, the park, or if you're just sitting on your patio, warmer days deserve that perfect match. American Kolsch from Boulevard Brewing Company is a bright, crisp ale delivering a subtle sweetness with a touch of citrusy hop flavor. Sounds delicious on a hot day. It's good to go anywhere. You can grab a six-pack of 12-ounce cans now in stores. Go relax, kick back with Boulevard's American Kolsch Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. And if you haven't already, go to the Boulevard website. They've got a lot of interesting things on there. They'll give you their entire beer lineup, their beer menu that you can purchase. They'll also, they've got an app in there where you can type in the type of food you're going to have. If you're going to make a dinner for your loved one or you're going to have a nice romantic meal or you're going to make some chicken or grill some steaks, you can actually type in the menu for the night and they will tell you which beer to pair it with. Uh, which beer is is the perfect match for that meal. So go go check it out, boulevard.com, Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. You're listening to The Mole Hole on 590 The Fan, KFNS, 105.7 HD2 FM, inside STL.com. Shoot me a text or give me a call, 855-282-8255. 
We're wide open here for the last 10 minutes here of the show. So give me a call, 855-282-8255, or shoot me a text. Give me your thoughts on the NBA draft, the NHL draft coming up, the Cardinals. What trade options do they have? Whatever you're thinking, 855-282-8255. You're listening to The Mole Hole.